Hey everybody, it's your old pals Ian, Chewy, Alan, and Ryan. And we're here to talk about all the great shows on the Stuff and Things Podcast Network, aren't we boys? How many yes. shows? Oh wait, sorry. Uh, yes, we are. How many shows? <laughs> There's four good of job, them, Alan. Alan. Four good. of them, and they come out on all different various days of the week. Uh, of course, uh, every Friday you can listen to the original, the classic Stuff and Things, where Chewy and I uh, just kind of talk to each other like we're best buddies. We just kind of talk like just you're like you, your best buddies, like you just and your best like friends best talk, buddies. Like, yeah. like we're best buddies, like we're best buddies. Yeah. Watch it, you're on thin ice. I have Alan over here. I am it's right fine. here. Be friends with Alan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll go well. Uh, so yeah. you can check that out every single Friday if you like hearing conversations that you and your friends would have, but with two total strangers. <laughs> Uh, what else do we have on the Stuff and Things podcast now, boys? Well, I'm glad you asked, Ian. <laughs> Alan Selman. I took a stance here. Uh, <laughs> we have four color commentary. Uh, what's a that comic, show about? It's a comic. I'm about to get to that. Gee, Alan, what's that show about? Thank you. I'm so glad you asked. Uh, it's a comic book podcast where four comic book nerds talk about books that they bring, sort of like a comic book book club, but we also talk about other things like movies and comic book happenings on top of all that. So... Uh, it comes out every other Wednesday, which is free, uh, not free comic book day, but it is sometimes. <laughs> it's just every comic book day. If your parents every are still other. buying your comic books like they are for me, then it is free comic book day. <laughs> it's every other Wednesday that comes out. Gosh, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's really excited. Ryan, uh, tell us about the redheaded stepchild of the Seven Things Podcast the, Network. The, the, uh, the, the sad, lonely other child of the Seven <laughs> Things Podcast Network is a podcast we like to call Super Action Bros. <laughs> podcast we talk about movies with explosions and car chases and lots of people dying a lot and stuff uh it's every saturday the most action-packed day of the week with ryan and ian yeah where we take a critical look at those movies that are commonly watched while eating a lot of popcorn and snacks uh and pizza and beer (laughs) i like those things (laughs) isn't there one more podcast that we're forgetting about nope let's move forward the dark recesses of the stuff and things podcast network where only the brave dare dwell not me. I'm out of here. Yes. I'm here <laughs> to tell you about the. You already talked about the redheaded stepchild. I'm here to tell you about the neglected, jet black haired, evil demon ghost. son of the sun ghost. Of the, <laughs> the sun ghost? Yes. The ghost of the sun? Exactly. Oh, I was thinking like a sun ghost. Like oh, sun, sun of ghost. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, uh, it is referred to as Eyes in the Dark, where we talk about horror movies oh. with. Movie expert, Dr. Oh, yes. Jurassic Price, <laughs> and the classic and ever velvety voiced Evan is on it. <laughs> and of course, because we have busy schedules, it is released every other Monday, the most terrifying day of the week. Monday is legit the most terrifying day of the week. See, guys, there's something for everyone here on the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Everybody can enjoy a little something here. Um, and we want you to enjoy now. So sit back, relax, get yourself a nice beer or juice box. Yeah, if you're driving, don't drink beer. Don't do that. The juice box is fine. But what you can do is Root enjoy. Root beer, also okay. <laughs> what you can do is enjoy another fine Stuff and Things podcast. Oh, child. Only for a second, sugar. A handgun bullet travels at more than... 700 miles an hour. 700 miles an hour. So at close range like this, the 
force is going to take you off your feet for sure, but it's really no more painful than a punch in the chest. How are you getting punched in the chest? You're going to be fine, baby doll. <laughs> Welcome to Super Action Bros, the podcast where we talk about movies with explosions and car chases. And little girls getting shot in the chest. <laughs> oh. Well, and also using foul okay. language and cutting people's heads off. And Yeah. Oh, man, there's some stuff in this movie. It's true. Uh, I'm Ryan. And I'm Ian. Welcome to Super Action Bros. Uh, this is, uh, I think, week number seven think, yeah. of our Big Two Boot, where we're watching uh, action movies that are based off comic books, but they're not from Marvel or DC. Uh, by the way, Age of Ultron's good. Go see it. Anyway. <laughs> um, Daredevil's good. You should watch it. Also great. Um, but we're going to be watching, uh, we watched a movie this time uh, from, I believe, 2009, 2010? Something like eight, that. Eight? Some year? Uh, uh, 2010. 2010, called Kick-Ass, Kick which butt. is- Kick ass. There's gonna be a lot. Right. Of, by the way, we usually have a pretty clean show. There's gonna be a lot of the word ass used this time because of the character, like a donkey. Kick ass. So, um, but before we get into kick ass, uh, before we get into kick ass, um, oh, oh, that's not how you say oh. that. What? What? Um, okay. Uh, before we get into kick ass, there's a couple ways you can reach out to us if you like the things that we do and you're like, hey, I want to tell you why I like you and tell you movies to watch because I'm one of your five listeners. Or uh, why you don't like us. Or why you don't like us. Any any reason, reach out to us. Um, you can reach out to us um, at the following places. Wait, no, place number one you can reach out to us is through our website. Uh, we do have a website. It is uh, superactionbros.com. So on superactionbros.com, it's a Tumblr site, so you can follow us there. But along the sidebar, there's a lot of little links to do a lot of neat little stuff, such as subscribe to us on iTunes. So you can subscribe to us via iTunes, leave reviews. If you write a review, we'll read it on the show. If you just leave some stars, we appreciate it. We love you. Thank you for that. Um, you can do that. Subscribe to us. Get a new episode every time they come out. Uh, you can also uh, follow us on various social media platforms. We are on social media. We are on Twitter, if you'd like to follow us there, at, uh, at Super Action Bros on Twitter. Uh, we also are on Twitter individually. So for me, Ian, you can reach me at, at Irich. That's at I-R-I-T-C-H. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Ryan Roop. That's R-Y-A-N-R-U-P-P-E. You can also like us on Facebook. Give us a big thumbs up on there. Um, and you can also uh, check us out on a, a social media website called Letterboxd. Letterboxd. Uh, so it's letterbox the letter d.com it's a social media movie review website so you can go on there and uh, actually uh, post reviews check out some of ours i don't believe they have a mobile app just yet but i think they're working on it from what we understand uh, but letterbox free account sign up check it out uh, you can also uh, email us the old-fashioned way if you like the old tried and true tried and true trusty email you can get a lot of teas. Uh, you can do that uh, at superactionbros at gmail.com. And also feel free to check out some of the other shows. Uh, we are part of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. So check out some of those other shows at stuffandthingsnetwork.com. So, Ryan, kick ass. Yep. So let's talk a little bit about the comic in which it's based on. Sure. Yeah. So if you listen to Four Color Commentary uh, a, a few months ago, we actually read 
uh, the the comic book, the first series, Kick Ass. We did, we did uh, over a period, which of is a, what of a this movie episodes. is uh, based on. And this movie is pretty heavily based on it, but not entirely. There are some differences, significant. Um, in but fact, we'll discuss them. If you're curious about like the what's the difference between the book and the movie, we'll talk about them here. But if you want to kind of hear a fuller review of that, go check out the episodes where we read Kick Ass because um, we I I really enjoyed the comic book. I liked at the beginning of it. I felt. Really like, I want to do this. This sounds great. This is a great idea. At the very end, I'm like, this is the dumbest. Why would anyone want to do this? Well, and and the mo- yeah, as we talk yeah. about this movie, uh, the thing is the movie, uh, the, the movie becomes male power fantasy wish fulfillment, whereas the comic book specifically subverts those things right. in very obvious ways, yes. uh, especially when it comes to, you know, the ending. Uh, and and you know getting the girl and things like that. Whereas the movie just t- plays it straight. The book specifically doesn't. Yes. And that bugged me on the movie. Okay. Um. But anyway. Uh. So the book. I mean, the story is a kid who uh, decides to be a superhero. He he wonders why in the world has nobody ever tried to be a superhero before, and decides I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna be the guy who does it. And at first, seems pretty harmless. Seems pretty. You know, oh, nothing bad is going to happen. It'll be fine. You know, it's fantasy delusion. I'm going to pretend to jump o- over to another building and then I can't do it because I'm too scared. Or I'm going to try to, you know, pose in my costume that I bought on the internet. And then, and then he gets stabbed in the stomach and hit with a car. And it gets gradually worse from there. That's not even the worst part. Yeah. It gets worse from there. And he meets, there's other people as superheroes and he gets involved with the, with the mob, like the mobs after him. Yeah. It gets, and it sounds like, that sounds like a pretty heavy movie, but it's actually pretty funny. Yeah. It's actually structure wise. This movie is a lot more like, I, I, I hesitate to call it a teen gross out comedy, but sort you of. know, the like, the like John Hughes style, like teens are dirtbags, and well, I don't say that's John Hughes. Would well, you say? not necessarily John Hughes, but more of like it, a you know like uh, a Animal House, Animal or a House, Porky's. Super Bad, Porky's, oh, okay. like that kind of that kind of yeah. movie. Even even a little bit of uh, of Ferris Bueller style. Yeah, okay, I can see that. Uh, this this is like filmmaking wise. This is more of one of those kind of movies. One of those sort of like teen movies. Uh, that then incorporates superheroism and insane violence. It's funny that rather you, than it is an action movie with teens. That's true. Um, it's funny that you mentioned. Um, it's funny that you mentioned Superbad because they share some. They share yeah, an yeah. actor too. Well, let's talk about let's, let's talk, talk about, about casting our, the crew. casting crew. So who is or, the, or should we should we talk about our MacGuffin first off? No, let's talk about the casting All crew because right. I uh, let, let, let's let's get that out there. So. Who is our director? Who is taking us uh, on the cinematic? Director journey? of this is uh, is a man named Matthew Vaughn, um, who uh, actually the story of how he decided to do this is very interesting, uh, and it is that he was originally talking to Marvel to direct the first Thor, mm-hmm. uh, and through friends was friends with Mark Millar, uh-huh. and that's how we heard about Kick Ass, and he's like, we should make this into a movie. Uh, but I mean, but Matthew Vaughn. By the way, a comic done by Mark Millar and yeah, drawn, uh, drawn, drawn, and also co-created, I believe, by John Romita Jr. Right? Yes. Yeah. Um, but other movies that that Matthew Vaughn has directed, he's only directed a handful. Uh, his first movie is Layer Cake, starring mm-hmm. James Bond. Um, he did <laughs> which James Bond? The most recent. Okay. <laughs> uh, Stardust. Uh, he mm-hmm. did this movie afterwards. You may have seen X Men First Class. That yes. was him. Uh, he also did Great Kingsman. Movie. Kingsman that came out recently. Oh, I wanted to see uh, that. I heard, really I heard it was really fun. And rumor has it he's in talks for directing a new Flash Gordon. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, because I don't think I heard rumors that Kick Ass Three might not happen. Yeah. yeah. And and actually, interestingly enough, speaking of um, speaking of Stardust, mm-hmm. 
among other um, the writer Jane Goldman, mm-hmm. uh, she also wrote Stardust. She also wrote X Men First Class. Um, she's written a handful of movies. Uh, oh, now my internet starts to work. <laughs> oh, okay, I, have to do I, I got this it. From I got memory. it. Um, um, let me see here. She has written uh, most notably. Let me see her filmography. Uh, she's written thirteen things. Um, she also wrote Days of Future Past for story screenplay for Kingsman, uh, The Woman in Black. It's a horror movie. Uh, Kick-Ass Stardust, um, The Debt, uh, and then that James Bond supports International Women's Day. But yeah, she's written some stuff. Yeah, she's but her first her first one was uh, her first big one was Stardust, Stardust, right? Which makes sense because Matthew Vaughn directed that. That's Correct. a movie actually based on a book by Neil Gaiman. So. Correct. There's a lot of there's a lot of sort of comic-y connections Correct. with uh with our guy Matthew Vaughn. Um so who's in our who's in our uh cast? Who's who's playing our Well, we've got role? Quicksilver and Quicksilver in this movie. <laughs> we do. We actually do though. Oh my god, you're right. I didn't did even you put not that realize together. That? I didn't even put that together. You're absolutely right. Two Quicksilvers. Oh my goodness. So we have the the guy Aaron Taylor Johnson who played Quicksilver in yeah. uh Age of Ultron. And then we also have the other guy, Evan Peters, who paid, played Quicksilver in Days of Future Past. He's a much smaller role in this movie. He plays his friend. Todd. Yeah, he plays his friend. Um, uh, you know who we got? Christopher Mintz, Plast. Yeah, there's our there's our crossover from Superbad. Yeah, um, Mark Strong. Yes, Mark Strong is in this movie. Uh, let's see. Uh, Chloe Moritz, correct? Oh yeah, Chloe Moritz. This is this is like her first big. This is breakout. what made her thing. And I mean, and can you imagine this being? I mean. We won't repeat it here, but man, the language that this little girl uses—it's funny. It's it's funny to hear. There's a I, Ryan, don't don't do that. I saw you. I watched it with you, and yeah, I heard that you was ch- funny. I, I heard you chuckle a couple of times, be like, "Jeez!" But as a dad, <laughs> you must be thinking, "I'm never gonna let my daughter have a potty no, mouth no. like that." Uh, Speaking of daughter and daddy, let's talk about. Oh yeah. Well, uh, so probably the biggest name in this movie is. Uh, our man Nicholas Cage. The second appearance on the show, I think. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Oh man, but he's. Got, let's be fair. He's so good. He's like to he's, me, him and, and and Chloe are like the standout performances from this. Oh movie. yeah, absolutely. They're the breakaway the breakaway characters. They're they're just and, like and the, he plays his character so Adam West. Oh, he it's does. so Adam West. It's, but that's what makes it so great. And he's got that like creepy little mustache, and, and he's like a nice dad who has trained his daughter to be a cold blooded murderer, superhero assassin. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, but he's so good at it, and it's he's so wacky, and he just plays. It, when he's in the costume, the Big Daddy costume, which looks very Batman-esque, oh, yeah. um, he's very, he reads things very much like this. He's very clearly doing an Adam West impression, yeah. but that's what's so great about it. It's like... Oh, poor Nicolas Cage. It's the closest he's going to get to be Batman. Well, I don't think he wants to be. He wanted to be Superman. Yeah. He wanted to be Superman and Ghost Rider. He got to be, he, he to, did to be get fair, to be Ghost Rider. he did get to be Ghost Rider, which is one of the characters he loves. He has a tattoo of Ghost Rider. Wow. By the way, fun story about Nicolas well. Cage. Okay. His wife at the time, I don't know if he, I don't know, yeah, now, no, it's gone. Told him to sell his copy of Action Comics number one. Oh, kids! Unless there's an operation that's needed, or <laughs> you're gonna feed starving children in Africa, don't did, sell. Your did comics. he sell it? Yeah, he did. Oh, really? Because she told him to. Oh, well. oh, it's the things people do for love. I know. Uh, so some of the supporting <laughs> players, uh, Jason Fleming is in this movie, who you may recall as Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Yes, in League of Extraordinary yes. Gentlemen. Yeah, and you looked familiar. Oh, uh, you know. Also, who else is is pretty good and pretty funny in here is. Uh, Clark Duke, 
who doesn't get a lot oh, of I like Clark doesn't dude. get a lot of credit. He hasn't done he's never done anything huge. Hot tub time machine uh, would well, tell you yeah, differently. <laughs> okay, I haven't seen that. No, it's stupid. Um, it's dumb. But he's it's got great. a he he's got a voice in the crudes, which is pretty interesting. You, you know you know the guy's face when you see him because he's he's that one of those that little like that guys that are in the background. That's he is. He's sort of like a younger that guy. You know, he's actually there is this really funny um uh, web series that was I think like sponsored by CBS or ABC or something, but it was him and uh, and Michael Sarah as roommates trying to pitch a show, mm-hmm. it, and they're making a show about them trying to pitch a show. It was sort of delightfully silly, and it was Michael Sarah in like full George Michael mode before he became sort of the Michael Sarah that everybody knows and hates now. <laughs> I Who I don't I don't hate him I don't hate him, but you know, there's a, there's a lot of that. Uh, so yeah, that's our cast, so that's our cast for the most part. So let's talk about the MacGuffin of the movie like we always do. Sure. Um, the MacGuffin for you boys and girls at home is like, what's a MacGuffin? What's that? Is that a muffin? No, it's not a muffin. But that would be... I want a muffin. A, a, Mc, MacGuffin? a MacGuffin? Oh, MacMuffin? That should be like a, like the Hollywood oh, version a, of I MacGuffin. I want a sausage muffin with egg. Sausage so and egg MacGuffin? <laughs> or a, one of those breakfast hey, country. Right, right. You got to work, work early tomorrow. You could, you could do it. What time does Taco Bell open? <laughs> Text. If you hear me ask this question right now, send me a tweet. I ran or tell me what time Taco Bell opens. <laughs> I'm sure we could find that out. Um, but the MacGuffin is a, uh, a plot device in a movie. It's uh, what drives the plot forward. So what are all the main characters after? What's the main goal, the main object, the thing that everyone's trying to get? Um, it's a Hitchcock term. Uh, he's the one who came up with it. A good example of one that we always use, uh, works really great, is uh, in Raiders of the Lost Ark, the Ark of the Covenant yeah. is the MacGuffin. So what is your opinion on what the MacGuffin is in this movie? Oh, that's... Huh. I think I know. I mean, I want to say like a really dumb generic one, like successfully making it through life or being a real hero, but I don't... I think I'm not. Good, ca- I'm, I haven't successfully convinced myself that that's what it is. I think for a good majority of this movie, for most of our characters, the MacGuffin is Kickass, though. Yeah, because Kickass wants to be Kickass. Kickass wants to be like you know his version of Kickass. So yeah. in a way, he wants Kickass. Mark Strong obviously wants Kickass because he thinks <laughs> that he's taking like all his drugs and everything. Um, and even even uh, Big, Big Daddy, Daddy and they Hit Girl, no more they see Kickass kick as a sort of way to unlock this thing that they're trying to you know, make headway on. Or like they see another ally in, yeah. in Kick-Ass. So, um, I don't know. I would argue well, I think Hit Girl sees an ally and I think that Big Daddy sees some idiot yeah. that he has to deal with now. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I would argue maybe Kick-Ass, but I mean, it also could be very generic. I mean, it, it kind of degrades into that later on, like the idea of, you know, living up to full potential. Yeah. That sort of thing. Everybody sort of, you know, wants to, you know, Mark Strong wants to live, you know, expand his criminal empire or yes. whatever. And, and Big Daddy wants to kill Mark Strong. Yes. And everyone he's ever talked to. Um, <laughs> well, there's some vendetta there. There's some, some differences between the movie and the comic book in that respect. In a lot of yeah. aspects, actually. There's some, there's some differences. And, and again, it, it's, it's where the comic book sort of subverts or makes fun of that male power fantasy. This yeah. movie just goes all in. Oh, yeah. It goes and, all in and, for it. you know, blows things up with a rocket launcher. <laughs> yeah. Come on, that the ending of this movie is is really oh, yeah. ridiculous. So, so and I and I mean the movie does it successfully. The movie works even though it changes so many fundamental things with the comic because it just goes way over the top. Yeah. It just goes gleefully insane. It doesn't because the comic. One of the selling points of the comic when I remember when it came out was like, oh, this is what it would be like in real life. Like you know, real gritty life. This guy gets you know beat up and has to get his spine bonded and stuff but in this movie it's like 
Well, no, then he gets a jetpack with <laughs> Gatling the, guns on it. At the very end. At the very end. end. But, but I mean. He also kills the bad guy by shooting him with a bazooka out of a window. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like, this movie is <laughs> oh like, well. Oh, God, it's awesome. Yeah, you remember, you remember when, when the comic book was, was very popular for being gritty yeah. and realistic? We decided that. We're well, not going to do they that. They changed a really big element from the comic to the movie. And by the way, spoilers, we're going to spoil the comic as well. So if you want to read the comic, pause the episode, read, I think it's like eight issues. It reads really yeah. quickly and it's fun. It's a good read, um, but we're going to spoil it. Three, two, one. The big difference between this and that, that really to me defines a lot of it is the character of Big Daddy. Yeah. And his motivation. This is a rated R movie. Yes, absolutely. Well, in the comic book version of, uh, of Kick-Ass, um, he, same sort of idea. You have a father and daughter team. Um, and he's sort of trained her to be an unstoppable. He's trained her to be an, a, well, he's trained her to be a super superhero. Yeah. And in the movie, they give him this backstory of you know I'm, and they kind of do a little bit in the comic, but then it turns out to be garbage. Yeah. But in the movie, it's like you know he's a cop who was wrongly imprisoned yep. because of a dirty detective and his associations with this mob boss. And his, and I think his wife died in childbirth. Yeah. So he raised his daughter to be to go after these people with him. Yeah. Um, we're in the in the comic or in the comic book version. They're talking about like, oh man, Big Daddy's so good. These guys are so great. They're so good. How how like they can't be any different than me. They can't have just been reading. Com- he can't just been reading comic books and decided one day to do that. And turns out, yeah, that's exactly it turns what out it is. that's exactly what he's he been selling his comic book collection. And his reasoning is because I wanted to give my daughter an interesting childhood. Yep. And I kidnapped her from her mother. By and the you're way. like, you're like horrified. You're like, wh- if you're a dad like me, you're just like, oh my god. You're like. Oh my god! That's and, sick. And, and you're just like, well, see, here's the thing. In this one, you're like, oh, they got Big Daddy. He's he knows what he's doing. They're going to be safe. Yeah. But in the comic book, once you read that, you're like, oh my god, they're they're all they're all going to die. They're all babes in the woods. Yeah. None, nobody knows what's going to. The only the most skilled one is the little girl. <laughs> like, what's she going to do? Yeah. Um. But that's, well, I mean, and that's and that's not the only thing. I mean, there's there's also the very big part about in the movie, our main character gets the girl. After he tells her that he's been pretending to be gay to yeah. get close to her, yeah. Whereas in the comic book, she sort of angrily rejects him and then humiliates him terribly. Well, does she? And he doesn't tell her in the comic book that he's he's kickass. Does does he? I don't think he does. No, I don't think so either. He just tells her like, "Hey, it turns out I'm not gay. I actually really like you." And she's like, "Don't ever talk to me again." Well, because she's like, and, "You saw me naked and all this stuff." Yeah. Like, yeah. And then not only, she does something worse than that. I'll let you read the comic book. Yeah, it's Ooh, pretty. It's, it's brutal. Yeah. <laughs> It's brutal. From a teen It's only something that can happen in the 21st century. I, I feel like Red Mist, though, stayed pretty right on the money, though. Uh, I feel like Red Mist... I feel like in the... And, and I don't know, because the twist was a surprise to me the first time I saw it in the comic. Uh-huh. Uh, and so I felt like Red Mist was just sort of like an idiot who had money. Uh-huh. And then... As it turns out, he was trying to do this. Whereas in the movie, it seems like that's his whole point the entire time. And that might be due to sort of the, the squishing of the timeline in the movie. Because in the oh. movie, everything, all of the Red Mist stuff takes place over the course of a couple of days. But in the comic, you get the sense that they've been well, friends for, seems... for longer, for well, a couple of for, weeks I mean, at least. It seems like there'd be somebody... <laughs> That's a great moment, moment in the movie where he where he walks up. He's like, "Oh, good! Like that's the that's the rich kid. And he always comes in the comic books. Or by the way, comic book store slash coffee shop, which is equal parts a great idea and the worst idea because coffee and comics then ruin comics. But also, girls like coffee. Boys like coffee. But girls, girls like, like comics. Well, that's true. <laughs> but I I didn't go to when I when I was in high school around this time. 
I didn't know a lot of girls who like comics. Now they're 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 great. They're all over the place. That's great. I didn't even know people who liked comics. I, I didn't, didn't even yeah, I didn't read know, comics in yeah, high school I, unless I, you I, count Calvin and Hobbes. Well, I, re- I read I, I read little things, but I didn't I didn't go out of my way to read a bunch of comics. But, but like I was comics, I'd be like, oh, like X Men. I would, but hey, that's more than most people know. They'd be like, hey, I'm a super. I like superheroes. I like I Batman. Batman and Wolverine. Yep. Yeah. Um, but like equal parts. My of the first date with my wife was X Men too. So anyway, um, that was her idea. So, but yeah, that's, I mean, they're, they're two very distinct parts of the movie that they change completely from the book. And also the ending is not as, it's not as fantastical because the book ending doesn't really have a, I mean, there's a big showdown, a big fight, but it doesn't have that cinematic quality that everybody ends up covered in blood and, and, and in horrible shape. But it doesn't have that cinematic quality of a rotating machine gun jetpack and a bazooka. Yes. <laughs> yes. That is true. But uh, it works. This movie, it they do it. Just the... Matthew Vaughn is... Uh, you can tell that he was a producer for Guy Ritchie for a long time because he has that, that ability when shooting accent scenes to make it really kinetic, like hyperkinetic, really bright. Lots of bright colors where you can tell what's going on and but still things are flying everywhere and so you get that that bayhem sort of dimensionality yeah but it's more coherent and at the same time more gleefully nuts yeah but there's lots of really fast cuts and you know, like besides guy Ritchie, the only other person i can i can really point to who does something similar is um is edgar wright yeah they, they it seems like they all kind of have that same sort of when it comes to violence specifically in movies they they all sort of play from the same handbook a lot of ways i would agree um, I really and so that makes that makes the fight scenes even when they're horrible really fun to watch. Well, and that's the thing. Let's talk about the fight scenes because I love all the hit girl fight scenes. I love the soundtrack choices. It's great. Yeah. It's, oh yeah, the, the soundtrack the, the, is really good. It's 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 Joan Jett. It's uh it's the five the, six seven eights. It's it's you know sort of well, like you, you know who did the banana Ramones, split theme song right? No, it's the Dickies. You ever hear yeah, the there Dickies? There you go. Yeah. Dickies are great. You know, kind of like, Mandy kind of Mon like, Jack. They really, know you know, fifties, you know, overdriven fifties, like, like punk, you know, early, like, early like, punk. Yeah. It's like early, it's like Joan Jett, that sort of stuff. It's like, like really like either kid friendly like or female. Yeah. yeah. A female driven punk. And it's great. Yeah. And it's just, like, it's like funny. Black it hearts, fits, Joan Jett. And it fits so well. Um, it, it, it's great. Um, I, I really, what's the other thing I was going to, I was going to bring up about, um, about the movie. We were uh, talking about the fight scenes. Talking about the fight scenes. Um, oh no, I was talking about that com- comedic moment in the, in the comic book store where they go up to, when he's going to go up to Christopher Mintz, Plint's like, he's like, oh, it's a rich guy who always comes in here for comics, but I never talk to him. Maybe I'll, I'll go make friends with him. <laughs> his like bodyguard steps in. I won't repeat the words he says, but yeah. man, it's just, it's just such a moment. Well, and the other thing is, is that he, the rich kid has such a happy, like somebody's going to go talk to me. I want to talk to other nerds. Then he he gets shut down too. Like he's happy and excited <laughs> oh, about it. Jeez. Uh, but they do eventually become friends. Sort of. <laughs> uh, and sort of. And then that goes south. Um, I I don't know, man. This movie, th- as a dad, this movie kind of disturbs me. Yeah. Because to a certain extent, well, especially a dad of a daughter. Too, yeah. Like. I mean, Big Daddy is is kind of like brainwashing slash slash ruining the childhood of this kid. Yeah. But but at the same time, like it looks awesome. Yeah. And and it also feeds into that, like, you know, every guy thinks he could be Batman kind of kind of vibe. You know what I mean? Like, clearly, that character, if you want to put yourself in the movie, that character, Big Daddy, thought, I can be Batman. Yeah. I could do it. Yeah. 
and and so and he succeeded my my and so then it yeah. feeds into that that uh, that male power fantasy if i just stepped away from everything i could be batman but he also didn't succeed because spoiler alert big daddy dies he gets That's lit true, on he fire does. i mean i guess his i mean i guess you could argue that his ultimate his ultimate goal is that she's now stronger and she can you know, she's kind of, and she is kind of brainwashed, but he doesn't make it out. He dies. No. Yeah, he dies. And there's a couple moments where she's pretty close to dying. I think that, I think he kind of realized that. I think he kind of gave up. I think he realizes that and that moment where mm-hmm. they kind of all break in and they push, they shoot her out a window and he thinks she's dead. Yeah. And then he just, you can see he's broken. He's done. He's like, why did I do this? Why did I do this for? Why yeah. was it? Like when they're beating the heck oh, out I of him. Oh, I never him, considered He's just this. like. He doesn't care anymore. Yeah. He's done. He gives up. He's given he gives up. up because he's like, my, the only thing I had to live for was my daughter and now she's gone. And then, I mean, she comes back and saves him. Well, the best of her ability. Well, and he's so excited and he's shouting to her commands and things like oh that. Oh my God. And while Cage he's is, on fire. Nicholas Cage is playing it up. The amount of times I heard him say child in this movie is amazing. Oh yeah. Nicholas Cage is insane he is in this well, movie. He is Nicholas Cage at his greatest. And I don't mean that like in an ironic way. I mean like this is what Nicholas Cage should do. These are the roles he should pick. This is probably one of the best Nicholas Cage things. I would, I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. Um, the other thing I was going to say though, the, the, the movie does get some moments from the comic book right where i had the same emotional feeling mm-hmm. about it and I, I think we talked about it on the podcast where in uh in, on four color commentary where he's those three guys are chasing that dude down they're beating the heck out of him this is like his second time out yeah going out after he like he got hit by a car and all this stuff and he just hit. starts wailing on these guys with knives and stuff and they're like what are you crazy and like all these people are filming him and stuff and then there's that moment where after these guys take off like you're nuts kid they take off this guy is beating and bloody on the ground it's like Whispering something, kick ass is like, what? And he's the guy's like, thank you. Like, I'm just, oh, you hit me right in the field, man. <laughs> like, that's why you do that. It's like you help that dude or you help that person who who just needs your help. And I'm like, that that's like that's why you do it. That's what you do. But like it it gets worse. It just yeah. that's if if it ended there, great. Everyone would go out and be superheroes. You you stop one person from beating somebody up. And that's it. And there are people actually in the world who go that's out true. as real life superheroes, but they don't do that sort of stuff. No, they catch cats and. Well, they do. And there's actually, you know what? There's a really good documentary about a Netflix kind of low budget. Uh huh. But there are people who literally they dress up in these costumes because it gives them that that the, the the feeling of power, and they go out and hand out like they make up little Ziploc bags full of toiletries and snacks and and stuff like that and like Capri Sun stuff like that, and they go and just give them to homeless people. See, that's cool. And like that sort of stuff, I'm like, that's, there's people who do that without costumes too. That's true, but but like it's cool that these people don't have to, and they choose to. Yeah. And this, this, like that's their version of being a superhero. They know it's not smart to go be a vigilante and break the law, but they can help people in other ways. I think that's cool. That's true. Helping people is good. Yeah, and it probably promotes a lot of conversation. <laughs> to be like, <laughs> why are you cool. dressed up like that? Oh, I'm into it. I'm a superhero. I, oh, come on! If somebody's walking down the street, like, why are you dressed up like that? And they're like, I'm a superhero, and I'm giving out. The, I'd be like. That's awesome. This is not something that I've ever had the desire to but do. But no, but but if you ran into it, I don't think you'd be like, "Oh, that's weird." What's <laughs> You're wrong a with psycho. That? But yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> fighting crime. I'm just going out and you know helping people. You know, you can do that with regular pants, right? <sighs> Sorry, I. You never had the superhero fantasies as a kid. No, apparently I haven't. Uh, most of my most of, of my-, my childhood fiction was of the space bound or adventure sense. Uh, so, I mean, if we were exploring a Mayan temple, that'd be a different story. Oh, God. Uh, but, uh, I remember <laughs> when I was in preschool, they asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up in my, uh, my, my answer was astronaut. My answer was superhero. And, and that nobody, is how we are different. And nobody told me no. 
Oh, I was in, I was in preschool. What are they gonna say? Yeah, it's like it's like the little kids who I'm like. Oh, you from... want to be a firefighter? I'm like, no, I want to be a superhero. <laughs> I don't want to answer to some fire chief or the police. I want to be Batman. I answer to no man. No, but I think that it's I, like I, the little kids in my wife's preschool class who are. What do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a frog. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Did you ever hear that John Lennon story about when he when he was asked option. what he wanted to be when he grew up? No. He said, because his mom had told him the purpose of life is to be happy. Like, that's what life is here. That's what we're here to do. Mm. That's what you should want. That's what you should want more than anything. And so they asked him when he was a kid, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he said, happy. And they said, you don't understand the question. He said, you don't understand life. Oh, John John Lennon. (laughs) I prefer McCartney. Uh, What? This is, again, another illustration on how we're different. You prefer Uh, McCartney? Okay, we're talking about this later. Oh, we're gonna have a. I'm gonna have to drive Ryan home after this. We're gonna have to have a long chat <laughs> about the songwriting skills of Lennon versus McCartney. Hey, it's um, it's about what makes you happy. Um, so we were talking about this movie, this movie Kickass. Yes, uh, <laughs> I think I may have just broken our friendship right now. You might have. I can't believe I haven't mentioned that to you before. He's, he's, John's not my favorite Beatle though. No, I know fair. it's George. George's my favorite. Uh, the lonely, the lonely Beatle. I like him. The sad one. He's the yeah. He's the no. He's just a good. It's not like I said, Ringo. Gosh. I would accept Ringo too. Ringo's mm-hmm. fun. He likes to have fun. You like fun? I, fe- I do like fun. <laughs> also, I'm a fan of Thomas the Tank Engine. I always wonder if people like our tangents when we go off on tangents on the show. That's when they turn it off. Um, um, there was something I wanted to say, and yeah. I, I don't remember what it was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Think about it for a minute. We're talking about the Beatles. No, we're, no, talking about growing up. It's, in- it's a while ago. It's okay. okay. Uh, this movie. This movie is fun. It's really, really violent, though. But yes. it's. It's, extremely it's not it's oh that's you know a, what that's I, R that was deserved it's it's interesting that they didn't go for pg-13 with this yeah movie. I, I thought so too i remember i thought when i saw it it was it was pg-13 but i guess i was i was 2010 i'm like oh well i'm old enough to see this on my own yeah because like, i remember going to see it i remember seeing it very very clearly i remember seeing it in the movie definitely theater. r-rated uh you know speaking of 2010 uh-huh. this movie dates itself oh, a lot but God, but it but it's interesting because because the movie like there's a certain amount of like necessary technology for this movie to work. Like having GPS be an option, having MySpace. Uh, but but it, it roots it in this. And so when you watch this movie 20 years down the road, it's not, oh, this is dated because they made it in the 2000s. It's, oh, this takes place in 2010. It's almost a period piece at this point. Yeah, it's true. You know, even even five years later, a lot of the, you know, you see, that, space. You see the first generation iPhone. Oh, I'm going to put it in the car's GPS because that phone doesn't have GPS, yeah. which, which <laughs> feels silly now five years later. But in 25 years, you're just going to be like, oh, well, that's because it's a 2010 movie. And it's they, they don't try to be science fictiony with it they oh, try to be so realistic old. with the technology that was available at that point in time oh uh, right we're all gonna die one day uh yeah that's true <laughs> that that hasn't changed at all since oh, earlier man um why can't they just figure out eternal life but i mean this i'll do that johnny got, depp thing where you load my consciousness into a computer johnny depp that's that movie where he accidentally got loaded in a computer and bad stuff happened it was a newer movie uh, anyway Lone ranger no <laughs> we, we, no he was a he was an offensive native american in that one no well offensive, he was definitely he definitely offended me how <laughs> terrible he was in that movie. oh how much he ruined s- it every time he was on the screen anyway, oh you st- um, oh like army hammer was much better that he was fun he you, was dumb and fun so well it's all you need you need you need a native american jack sparrow and bump it up but it up but it up but it up but it up 
What? That's not how that goes. You know the you were doing, you were doing the, well, the you were doing that. No, you were doing you do bonanza. That's what I was doing. <laughs> 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 All right. You know, I it's think you western had, I think you had the William Tell over chair. That's, That's what I was trying yeah. to do <laughs> and failing. <laughs> Failing, failing. Yeah, I'm used to it. Oh, uh, but, but yes, but I agree with you. This movie is sort of charmingly dated even it five is. years later. Oh, absolutely. Um, let's see. What else do I have to say about Kick-Ass? I don't know. I don't know if there's much more to say. No, this movie I mean, is a, a fun action movie that... It's a hard R, so make sure that you... If you're a fan of the comic, this movie is going to disappoint you significantly. But it, and if you're it, a fan it, of it, be in... in in the fact that it doesn't subvert the things that the comic specifically that does. That is true. And if you're a fan of this movie and you read the comic, you're going to be like, oh, wow, that's way darker. I think I will tell you this, though, because I've seen both this and its sequel, Kick-Ass 2, and I will Which tell I've you, not seen. great example of sequel escalation. Oh, yeah. Bigger stakes, more more heroes coming out. They mm-hmm. partner like a super team. Ooh. And then, and then uh, as we know, uh, at the very end of this, uh, Red Mist... I won't. I won't say the name of his, who he becomes in the second movie. Yeah, but he you, becomes you a super villain, and he has a, a team of super villains, Ooh. and they fight each other. So it's a super the team Legion of heroes, of and yeah, and it, it gets it. It's silly. It's it's silly. The second one, it's it's silly, but but it's still fun. I can imagine a lot of people being really disappointed with this movie if they were really big fans of the comic because the comic takes itself so seriously. Yeah, and this movie clearly doesn't. No, and and I could see someone saying like. Well, I'm angry because I was expecting a grim, gritty, dark, yeah. realistic, which which is ironic because that's the comic book, but then the movie is somewhat lighthearted and exceptionally violent, but funny, whereas we see a lot of movies like The Dark Knight Rises that take Batman, who can sometimes but hasn't recently been fun and funny, and makes it really dark and fighting but you know don't right. don't push too hard because it is a pg-13 movie right um yeah so i mean i kind of agree i i really I, I like this movie i remember liking it a lot when it came out i still have a fun time watching it it's not the same as the comic it doesn't have the same emotional depth and impact as the comic as mm-hmm. the comic does i think this has a little bit more silliness to it yeah um, but it's still a lot of fun it's still a fun movie to watch but uh, i think i think it yeah. boils down to that the fact that it is essentially a teen movie yeah like a movie about some teens who are friends with superhero elements yeah as opposed to a superhero movie yeah i wish we could see more superhero movies like that like captain america if you watch it if you think about it it is a political thriller with superhero elements yeah Uh, the new captain america was like an indiana jones Uh, yeah the first one was an adventure movie with superhero elements this is a you know, teens or dirtbags movie with superhero elements. I'd love to see more movies like that, yeah. not movies structured like the standard well, I think origin, that, I, first I think, battle, second battle. I and think Marvel does a good job of that. Um, I know we're not supposed to be talking about them, but I think that the Marvel, the MCU movies do a fairly decent job of doing like Thor is not a superhero movie in, in its essence or the second one at least isn't. It's yeah. more of like a fantasy movie. Well, but I mean, I, we're talking a lot about the sequels that they don't have that burden of origin. Right. And and so once you get rid of that, and this movie has the origin, and it involves him buying something on eBay, but and I that's think, it. That's his origin. But I think, but I think that, yeah. But I think that, like, even even those Marvel movies, like the origins in them are are footnotes. Yeah. How quick is Iron Man could become Iron Man, and that's then everything true. else is a made up story they made up just for the movie. Mm. How quick is? I mean, you haven't watched that Norton Hulk, and we should at some point. But they literally tell his origin story in the opening credits. Yeah. 
you, they show, oh, he got hit with gamma radiation, and you were doing testing, and then he turned into the monster, and that's it. Yeah, it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. okay, great. And even Thor, it's like, oh, he's an Asgard. We were probably an Asgard and ice thing for 20 minutes, and boom, there we go. Now we're into the action. So I think they do a good job of it. I think, and then this, the second phase is that they know you're smart enough to remember who Captain America is. They know yeah. people are seeing these movies, and if you haven't, it's important to go watch them all. Um, but even, but I, I get what you're getting at. I, it, it's a superhero movie with this. And I think Marvel's doing a better job of that than, than other it's people It's the same are. way when, when you talk to people about comics, there, there are some people who, for them, comics equals superheroes. Yes. But for other people, comics are a medium in the same way that television or books and or I, movies and are a medium I, and yeah. you can tell all kinds of different stories in it. I feel like, and I mean, over, over the, cause this will probably, this is, well, technically I would say this is probably the last superhero movie we're watching. That's like a traditional superhero sure. yeah. type thing. So I, I guess I'll say it here, but yeah, when I first started reading comics, that's how I thought it was. And I, and I still have a fond affinity for superheroes and all that, but there are so many other comics. Out I mean, there. to be honest, if you haven't listened to me on four color commentary, superhero comics are not the kind of comics that I enjoy reading for yeah. the most part. For the most part. Yeah. I, I There's like reading some comics about and space battles and yeah, you like sci-fi comics robots. and 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 slice of life stuff and robots and robots <laughs> and Godzilla. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, this. Oh, but Godzilla. anyway, getting back to this. But this is yeah, it's fun. I oh yeah, just the kick asses in Godzilla, huh? Uh, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yes, he is. yes, yes. <laughs> that's this. Oh, that's his second appearance on our show. That's weird. Yeah, wow. I didn't even think about that. He's only made like those two movies. Yeah, uh, well, and, and, Voltron, and then and then some uh, other stuff. Age of Voltron. It's probably some other things. Age of Voltron. Age of Voltron. That's what I say every time I Vol- say it. Voltron, the mm-hmm. robot. Okay, with the ti- the tiger robot, the defender of the universe. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. So Ryan, fi- not Guardians uh, of the Galaxy. That's <laughs> no Ryan. What is your rating of this movie uh, out of ten? Oh, oh man, it's tough because I'm 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 torn on this movie because it's really really violent and it's sort of terrible. Everybody's nobody's really redeeming. There's not really a lot of redeeming features in the movie. So it's fun to watch. So I'm I'm struggling. Oh, man, I seven and a half. Okay, seven and a half uh, X-rays that look like Wolverine. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a little bit higher because I have a, I have don't have a problem with people who are who are dirtbags. I'm gonna give it eight foul mouth foul uh, foul mouthed words from a 11 year old's mouth a little 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 11 year old girl yeah so eight curse words or eight curse words uh out of a little girl's mouth out of uh out of uh 10 out of 10 uh so finally blockbuster or lackluster this is definitely blockbuster yeah for sure I'd oh watch yeah it again. this is i, I mean I, I i would strongly discourage we had, a, we had a fun time watching it oh yeah. yeah it's a lot of fun it's fun to watch with friends uh your parents won't like it and my dad uh, liked it. My parents won't like it. <laughs> Ryan's parents won't like it. My, my, my parents, I feel like you have the more conservative side parents and I have the yeah. more liberal side, at least as far as arts and entertainment go. In, in yeah, the yeah, absolutely. So I think my parents would. We should come up with a new rating for that. <laughs> uh, we did, we Ian and I watched this together. We did not watch it with my wife, my so we don't have but a do rating you think, for her. But based on she probably would have stayed awake. Yeah, she probably would have been like, I, I mean, don't there's like some the, lulls in the, in the middle of this there movie is, but I feel where like it's, it's, it, Tries to remind you that you it's think, a teen derp. Do you think movie. she wouldn't like the language? Do you think that would bother her? I think she would be. I think that her background in child and adolescent development and the experience she has working with abused children would set her off, and she would really not like Hit Girl, <laughs> or rather, the treatment of Hit Girl. Okay, because she's but Hit Girl is a strong. She's female dealt character. with people who had 
horrific childhoods mm-hmm. and have to then grow up and live normal human lives after mm-hmm. that and how awful it can be. Mm-hmm. And and so and she would they, they probably actually, not appreciate the glib, gleeful way. They actually do cover movie. that in Kick-Ass 2 a little bit. Like she auditions for like a cheerleader thing and like she knows she can move really well and do all this, but she has to like hold back like the fact uh-huh. that she has these acrobatic abilities and that she has like, and there's all these girls that she could just totally beat the crap out of. Mm-hmm. But doesn't because of that but there's some pretty funny bits in the second one i'll tell you um but yeah okay so that is kick-ass that's the show uh for for the week uh we have what i think three more yeah three, three more, more movies and then we're big two boot movies uh so one the next one though we're at ryan what are we watching oh uh, we're watching oh man i'm excited about this one because i think this is our first guillermo del toro movie oh but it's not a horror movie that's weird we're, oh. we're cross we're crossing into some dangerous Ooh, territory here. And we're not watching pacific rim no <laughs> uh i mean as much as i love that movie we are watching hellboy oh i like hellboy with ron starring america's caveman ron perlman <laughs> as my my show by the way free plug even though they don't listen to our show and they probably won't but it's fine free plug to welcome to the basement which is a uh, youtube show that i watch if you like movie critique uh not just about um action movies but about any sort of movie they watch like horror movies they watch uh they watch art films they watch classic films kind of the premise of the show is that one guy hasn't seen a lot of movies he picks one at random from his list and they watch it together it could be good could be bad they watch it talk about it and go from there they watch stuff like akira on there they've watched uh, they just recently watched Catch to the the film version of Catch Twenty Two. Oh, but they, they they do all sorts of different movies and stuff. Even like Fred Astaire movies and stuff. They're watching What's that them. show called? Uh, Welcome to the Basement. It's the it's uh, from a, a a group of people called Blame Society Films. If you're a Star Wars fan and if you ever heard of Chad Vader, oh yeah, uh, those I same have. guys who did that. So <laughs> Chad Vader, the night manager at a grocery store, <laughs> yeah, at Empire Market. <laughs> oh, that's such a funny show. Um, uh, since we're we're pushing plugging things since we're plugging other podcasts uh there's another movie nerd podcast i listen to uh occasionally called travis bickle on the riviera sweet uh and this week uh the two guys are talking exclusively exclusively about avengers age of ultron but only one of them has seen it oh that's oh god yeah (laughs) that sounds do they do that every week is that like no no that's not a normal format they just did it for avengers that's great um so yeah so that is super action bros so join us next time we'll be watching guillermo del toro's hellboy and remember whether it's blockbuster or lackluster we're the super action bros This has been a production of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Exclusively at stuffandthingsnetwork.com.